You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... <sighs> Who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. Yeah, I got one for you here. I'm, I'm going to start the episode with a question. Give it to me. All right. I was very fortunate the other day at work to get a very generous bonus uh, through, through my employer. So I want to... Uh, the bonus technically started in March, but I haven't gotten the money from it yet. Okay. Um, I don't know why they do it that way. So basically, this upcoming paycheck, which will be the first... Yes, the first of April, because mid-April, is going to be uh, have some of that March bonus money in it okay. so it'll kind of be like a uh I, i'm sorry not a bonus i'm getting a pay raise it'll be like a bonus this money where when you work adult jobs for our listeners uh a bonus comes in all at once it's just basically the employer takes cash put it in your paycheck pays you it's a bonus it's all at once whereas a raise kind of gets you know if they're giving you an extra a hundred dollars over time it gets distributed throughout the paychecks right. evenly by the way if any um, employer so, just to stop you sean if any employer says i'm giving you a raise of a hundred dollars you should promptly quit that job <laughs> immediately back and to le- you, sean. yeah and, <laughs> unless you're uh, only making like 10 bucks uh, o- a year. O- overall yeah exactly that might be below minimum wage um so i'm i'm thinking you're the fish tank guy i'm I thinking am. i may want a fish tank oh. what do you think Shawnee, not only would I uh, be moonwalking over to Arlington to help you set that up, <laughs> I might just kiss your face because 100% you should get a fish tank. <laughs> now, fishy tanks are my favorite things on the planet. I, I, I've got that 75-gallon tank over here in the basement. Um, they're my best friends. I mean, they really are. They've never disappointed me in my life. I mean, the only times my fish have ever disappointed me is when they've you know, died, right? And that's not necessarily their fault. That's just their fish. They're, they're not necessarily, you know, they don't, they don't run like uh, – Let's just say they're not built like the pyramids of Giza, right? They're they're not meant to last uh, a very long time. <laughs> but regardless, they're the best. And me and you, Shawnee, we're beach guys. Where mm-hmm. we are, we are beach dudes. We are Florida, but we are we are we are Virginians that were just we we were made for Florida. We were made for warm weather. We were made for tropical fish. I think that's what you need. I think that's how I we think need to it do is this. Too. And I'm happy to help set this up for you. I'm happy to help I, you out. I, I think I'm going to have to call Connor uh, the consultation company of yep. fishes yep. and uh, have you come over. And, uh, you know, the, the big question is how big is your tank? Because I've seen your tank. And yep. It's, it's you know, good size. How big is yours? What is it, 40 gallons, 60? Uh, th- this thing is a 75-gallon, so it's a big one. It's 70. Oh, um, I see. Okay. It's a big one. So my, my one is large. It's also very heavy. I mean, my, my tank, I think, altogether is, is over 1,000 pounds when you, when you include all the ornaments, all the water, and all that stuff. I mean, it's... It's it's remarkable actually how heavy it is. 
Um, but okay. it is, um, it's the best. Like I, I love them. Now mine is a freshwater tank. Um, my, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law, um, he's got uh, a freshwater tank as well. Super, super into fish. We have a little community of, uh, of fish. Um, we just, we just love them. They're just the best. Um, saltwater is much, much more, uh, much more intensive. It, it's very, very intense. It's, it's, it's a little bit harder to maintain. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot more work. Freshwater is much easier. And I've, I've always, I haven't made that transition to saltwater, which I will, but I haven't made that transition yet. Um, I have gone through, um, I've gone from a, a 10 gallon to a 20 gallon. Um, and from 20 gallons, I went up to a 75 gallon tank. I've, I've probably had most freshwater fish at this point that you can get at a typical grocery store or grocery store. I'm sure that's, that's, that's where you get the, your, your fish to put in a tank. <laughs> um, that's usually the fish you, you buy to put on the grill. I digress in, um, in PetSmart, I've had just about most of them, but dude, they're the best. They're just so much fun. I mean, they're, they're so fun. It's so fun to, to set up and in the evening times, I'll just come down and, and stare at them. It's just, just the greatest man. Fish tanks are awesome. Um, anyone i just they're, they're just the best and you you like the fish tank i got here in the basement don't you oh yeah yeah i love that thing that that's what i was like you know what i can use one of those in my apartment oh yeah i've got a little area uh, kind of in the back of it um i'm, I'm thinking 29 gallon yeah. seems to be like a pretty standard size yeah i don't know why they just don't make it 30 but for whatever reason it's 29 yep um so i'm thinking bit. something like that it'll it's Big, but it's not, you know, unmanageable. I just have to check with my apartment, uh, check the lease again. I sure. don't remember ever seeing anything about fish, but they also, same apartment complex that charges $500 for a dog or a cat yeah. uh, or any other animal. So Isn't I am amazing. not paying $500 to have some fish. I will uh, suffer without fish if that's the case. I think you should be good. If, if my understanding I so. is I think, I think you should be good. But that'd be great, Johnny. You let me know what you want to do with that bonus, and I will go down and help you out. They're just... <laughs> fish are the greatest things ever but it's good to hear your voice again shawnee it's been a half second since we've been on the pod yeah 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 i've said i've said before and i'll say it again and i'll keep saying it again it's just that seven week old baby that just you know it's great sleep won't ever happen again for me it's over i've, I've officially i've officially come to the understanding that i'll never sleep again and and i'm i'm, I'm okay with that I've, I've come to that understanding and I'm, I'm happy well i'm not happy with it but you know it'll be okay because it's worth it um it really is worth it but so many things, as they say, off the field that we have been juggling um, that it's been hard to get uh, back on the pod. But we, we are back. We are here. And I thought we would reward our listeners for their patience because you guys are just the best and we, and we love you guys. We couldn't do this without you all. So uh, we have a bonus episode for you this week. Our NFL draft is coming up. So on Friday, we are going to drop in a bonus episode with Ian Cummings and a special guest, Mr. Walter Twitten, joins the podcast as well. Um, so we're going to have a ton of fun with them. I, I chatted up with them. They were just awesome. Talked to everything draft. I mean, Ian Cummings is, is just the best when it comes to the draft. And he just has so, I mean, he has a, th- a just a thesaurus of draft prospects constantly in his head. So he's awesome. He did such a great job. And, and Walt was so fun. A uh, dear friend of mine, Walt Twett, and joined the podcast. So it was just great. Um, you guys are going to absolutely love it. So Friday, make sure you are on your podcast feed. And uh, you guys are going to get a bonus episode. Then um, we are going to touch up on a bunch of different topics today. We're going to dive right into everything we need uh, to get into. Again, just a reminder, Anchor FM is our sponsor. We want to thank Anchor for their support, anchor.fm. It's anchor.fm. Head over there if you're interested in starting a podcast. It's the best free way to do it. You can download the free Anchor app. Um, You can do everything uh, in one spot. It's just the best, Anchor FM. 
um, great support of the podcast. We appreciate them. And as always, make sure you tell them that Connor of After Further Review sent you. Shawnee, how are you doing over there? I know you were sick a few uh, days ago, but uh, I guess the infamous question has to be asked. How the hell are you? I'm doing well, man. Getting over the flu, uh, but I am good. It's awful. Yeah, that's yeah. awful. Um, well, I'm glad uh, glad you're feeling better. I'm glad you're uh, back up on the feet. Um, moonwalking around with your new bonus. I mean, that's fantastic. I can just imagine Leonardo DiCaprio just tossing money out your uh, apartment window right now. <laughs> Not speak. quite, I wish. Are you sure? Not quite. <laughs> okay, good. I just want to make sure. <laughs> Getting there. Yeah, okay, good. That's good. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. We all want we want confident Sean. That's my favorite type of Sean, confident Sean, because that's when, that's when, A, you're tossing money out the window, and, B, you come up with some flaming hot football takes, which I honestly enjoy. Um, so, uh, we love confident Sean Olette on this podcast, but tons of things to get into. Um, we are going to get into, um, one big question, uh, in our NFL draft. That's going to preview our, our bonus episode on Friday. We're going to get into a couple of the, of the relocations in the NFL and free agency. Uh, we'll go through the quarterback position, the wide receiver and the edge position. NFL network, uh, had a really, really nice job. They had three different articles, um, by three NFL vets. That went through the relocations um, and how they, you know, these new players are going to fare on their new teams. Um, we're going to kind of give give our favorite and least favorite fit um, on each three of those positions. I think that's going to be fun. Um, but I do want to start the podcast with, um, obviously, uh, the the big news over the weekend uh, was the shocking. I mean, shocking to say the least, Sean. The 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 tragic death of Dwayne Haskins. Um, which saying it is, is just, we, it's weird. It's, it's really, really weird. Um, it's really weird. Uh, th- this was just an unbelievable story. It just, it's just kind of a story that stops in your tracks. Um, especially if you are in the DC area, you were a Redskins fan or a Steelers fan. Um, unbelievable, uh, story uh, out of Florida. Um, but this is via CNN. Um, everyone knows the story at this point, so we won't spend too much time on the, the detailed details, but I definitely want to get Sean's reaction. I'll give you mine. Uh, but via CNN.com, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins died when he was struck by a dump truck Saturday morning as he tried to cross a highway on foot in South Florida, authorities said. The former Ohio State University star and Heisman Trophy finalist was just 24 years old. Authorities have so far released few details about the circumstances of his death. Uh, here's what we know and we don't know about the fatal crash, his short-lived career, and how those who knew him have reacted. They went on to kind of dive in a little bit into that. A couple of details um, specifically about kind of what exactly transpired. Um, Haskins was trying to cross Interstate 595, uh, the westbound lanes near Fort Lauderdale, High- Hollywood International Airport in Broward County, when a dump truck hit him, uh, that Florida Highway Patrol said the incident was reported shortly after 6:30 a.m. patrol said he had been walking on the highway for unknown reasons uh, further details about what led up to the incident were not available um, in recent days haskins was in south florida working out with some steelers teammates and captured instagram stories from haskins uh, running back Najee harris he was also working out with uh, pat fryermuth tight end for the steelers i know chase claypool i believe was down there with them um, a couple other steelers teammates were down there with them um this was just, I mean, Sean, it was just a horrifying story. I mean, on, on so many levels. I, I want to get your reaction first, and, uh, and then we'll, you know, I'll dive into it a little bit more. Well, I, I remember I was just uh, sitting down doing some work, and I just flipped on the TV 
uh, to ESPN and I saw Dwayne Haskins had died and it was relatively new. I would say probably in the last 20, 25 minutes that it broke on ESPN. Um, so they, they were still in the phase where uh, all their experts and everything were calling into the studio rather than actually being there in the studio. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's such a bizarre, tragic thing that happened. Um, just like anything that happens, we can sit here and speculate about what happened, why he was crossing. That'll probably eventually come out um, as it most of the time does. Um, it, you know, it could it could have been he was having car trouble. Uh, could have been he was staying across the street and went out to get breakfast. I mean, it could have been anything. Um, I, I think those details will come out. But here's a guy, 24 years old, uh, I think just around a month shy of his 25th birthday, uh, really given a new career start in Pittsburgh. Um, I know I know a lot of people didn't think he was going to be necessarily the starter over Trubisky, but he certainly had the opportunity to compete for that. Yeah, um, no doubt. But now it's going to be one of those things that we never know, um, which I think is probably the worst part about that is when somebody so young passes away, you just you don't know what they would have been. Um, yeah. You know, if, if we get to week six and Mitch Trubisky is struggling, there's always going to be that question. What what could have happened? Um, what could Dwayne Haskins have done? Um, you know, would he have come in? Would he have recharged the Steelers? Would he have, you know, made them a winning team? It's just, it's, it's going to be something that we don't know. Um, but, you know, it, it's just, uh, it, it's such a bizarre circumstance. A lot of questions. Um, but again, like most of the time when something tragic like that happens, it just takes time for details to funnel out. And they eventually will. And I'm sure the authorities down there in South Florida are talking to uh, teammates, friends, family, all that stuff, just trying to figure out if they know anything on why he was where he was when he was. Um, but yeah, just uh, really uh, something that you never want to wake up for or wake up to mm. um, if you're an NFL fan or just a sports fan in general. Yeah, and I mean, like hit by a dump truck, like it's like it's like it's 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 mind numbing. It's like it's such a bizarre circumstance. Like it it is such a it's such a bizarre circumstance. It's such a weird story. It's such a you so many questions of like why, like what what on earth was going on? How, how was he on the highway? What was happening? Like. What what situation was playing? I mean, there were just so many things that kind of go through your head. But twenty four years old is just you know. I mean, Sean, I'll be twenty four in July. Like you know, we're you know we're the same age. It's like, it, you know, <laughs> nobody born in nineteen ninety seven or ninety eight um, or ninety nine for that matter should should be not with us anymore. It just it just it, it's it's um. It, it's 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 a really just a horrifying you know it's a horrifying story and you just immediately think of the, uh, you know his family I mean I, I was literally driving when I got a push notification from ESPN about it and I I, I have literally pulled over on on the side of the road and I was just like what like what like, there's no way and it's immediately it's Adam Schefter it's it's uh Ian Rappaport it's these it's it's like it's conf it's Fox News it's CNN like these these are these are in stone confirmed reports like this is no joke um this is not some weird blogster this is not some wacky you know situation um because in a lot of a lot of ways you hear stories like this and you're just like wait i, I there's no way this is true there's no way this is true but it just immediately from the start 
you, you get these news. I mean, it, it was just unloading, and it, it, there was there was no this isn't real, and it just was just unbelievable to process. But um, I never, you know, I never met Dwayne Haskins. I never, you know, I, I you know, covered uh, his first training camp um, in Richmond. I, I, you know, he, you know, I, I never got the chance to speak with him. But um, it, it's it's odd. It's weird spending. You know the the two or so years that he was here in Washington, and, and obviously um, it didn't pan out the way anybody wanted it to, including himself. Um, and it was spending so many years talking about him and, and diving into him as a player and what he could be, and, and the hope of of this is our our next franchise guy. And obviously, you know, obviously it, it didn't work out the way that we wanted it to. But um, you knew that that guy. I mean, it didn't it didn't matter how his production was on the field like he was he was he was built to play quarterback like he had a cannon arm he was a big physical guy he he had a great size um and there was no questioning um that you know there was there was some things about maturity at times but there was no questioning that he he was loved by his teammates and there was no questioning that um his coaches loved working with him and he put in a lot of work to get himself in in great shape and um, I know that he, he had spoke at, at large about trying to, you know, re, uh, you know, revive kind of his 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 career and his dreams of starting in the league in Pittsburgh, and, and you felt like that was a great start for him, and just, I mean, an awful way to go. I mean, a horrifying way to go. I'm hit by a dump truck, and it's just a shocking, awful story that that just you get a couple of these a year, Sean where you get these stories that kind of just make you stop a little bit. Um, yeah. Like Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs, you know. the same thing. Henry Ruggs, like there's, there's no way. Um, and it's just, it's just such a sad, awful situation because you know, my heart immediately. And it's funny. I've, I've been a dad for under two months. Um, and I just immediately, even, even if my, my son is so young, but I, I just immediately thought of his parents and I, I thought about what if that was my son? Like, what if that was my kid that was out on the road and I, I had to receive a phone call from authorities in another state? Um, it's just it's stuff that changes lives. I mean, you think about the the, the, the the dump truck driver. You think about the people involved that that witnessed it. And, and it just it's so many lives that are that are forever changed by such such a horrible, horrible tragedy. But at 24 years old, it's just the most heartbreaking thing ever. But uh, Dwayne Haskins is definitely going going to be missed uh and uh i know so much i mean there's so much outreach in the nfl community and, and so many people um that kind of reached out uh and, and and made their their public uh you know their their um their public uh, good thoughts and wishes to the to the haskins family and um obviously we are we don't have the platform of any of those guys we are not a patrick mahomes but we uh certainly all send our, our prayers over to the haskins family during this this time and uh, it's just it's it's just I still can't believe it, John. Like I've had a weekend to figure it out, and I've had a weekend to, to know it's happened, and I, I still can't can't get over it. It's just it's a wild, wild story. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, it's it's one of those things you never think you're going to see pop up on the screen, and when you do, it's yeah. uh, kind of got to rub your eyes to clear them. Yeah, and see if you're reading things correctly. It's just wild. So Dwayne Haskins will be missed. So uh, uh, prayers to the Haskins family, and uh, and definitely to uh, to all those specifically friends and uh, teammates who, who knew him and loved him. And uh, you know, Terry McLaurin here uh, was a dear friend of his, and and just you know, he he was just put out a, a wonderful social media post. He was just completely crushed. Um, so you just felt it from a lot of these guys, especially in Washington, who are still connected with them. And 
Um, just just a really awful, awful situation. But uh, but uh, moving on to uh, a little bit less serious note, but but something I thought was kind of interesting, and I, I wanted to dive into it, Shawnee, with you, was this um, this article uh, on NFL.com where I believe it was uh, David Carr, James Jones, and Maurice Jones-Drew, who are all NFL contributors. Um, they broke down the, the, the three different positions uh, of, of relocation. So your quarterback, your wide receiver, and your edge rusher, um, where there was some reshuffling of rosters around the NFL. Um, and really, I, I can't remember a, a, a year where there were more stars on the move. Um, but the quarterback position, nonetheless, but going around the receiver and the edge rusher in the same way. So I wanted to kind of go through that. Shawnee, do you have the list in front of you? I do. Okay. Uh, I'm looking right now at the quarterback side. You want to start there? Let's start at the quarterback side. And I know we talked about some of these. We didn't talk about others because it's been a couple weeks. I know we missed out, I think, on, on the Matt Ryan move. And I definitely did want to talk about Matt Ryan. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if we talked about uh, Deshaun Watson. Definitely want to get into that. But let's go through the list of QBs. Um, Sean, I want you to go down the list. Okay. And... I want you to give uh, your your brief um, little synopsis on each of them, um, and then we'll just go through what our favorite, what our least favorite is, and I definitely want to talk a little bit about Matt Ryan and Deshaun Watson for sure, but go ahead and go through the list and uh, just to refresh everybody on the different different moves around the league. All right, well, if everybody remembers kind of one of the early transactions in uh, the offseason was the Drew Locke for Russell Wilson trade, um, among you know some other picks heading over to Seattle. Um, so this one, Connor, was clearly a win for the Broncos, who I would argue are probably getting close to being a Super Super Bowl contender. Uh, the Seahawks going the complete opposite way, uh, definitely in a rebuild year, uh, or if not a couple of years. Um, but they have Drew Locke. Looks like Drew Locke will be their starting quarterback, uh, barring them drafting a quarterback in, in competition going on in training camp from there. Um, and then for the Broncos, they get Russell Wilson. Um, this one has definitely been talked about the most. I think it's probably the biggest win of the offseason, uh, especially for the Broncos. Uh, just talk about kind of both teams, both where they're going and, and just the move overall. Yeah, you know, I think that um, you know, and we talked about a little bit at the time. I think Russell Wilson makes the, the Broncos a Super Bowl contender, right? I think that that's as obvious as it gets. Um, I think he's going to do great because, again, he's, he's 33 years old. Um, and I, I just I think he's he's poised to to drop right into that talent-filled offense and, and, and talent-filled defense. I mean, the Broncos are a complete roster. Um, so for the Broncos, this is a win. I, I think they actually um, – and I'm, I'm just going to say it out front. I, I think they by far had the, I think, the best – uh, QB signing um, this offseason. Now, I know a lot of people say, wait, Deshaun Watson went to Cleveland. What are you talking about? I, I think the, the Broncos are a better team than the Browns. I, I think the Browns, unfortunately, have, have lost a lot of the luster that, that made them uh, a favorite, and I think that they still have a lot of pieces to add. Uh, I know they have Deshaun Watson. I know he's younger. I know he has a higher upside, um, but I, I, I like the Broncos, and I think they made the best move um, off the top. I think Drew Locke, I think a lot of people are going to try to see where Drew Locke fits into this situation. They're going to say, hey, is Drew Locke a number one? Is Drew Locke this franchise guy? And quite frankly, I, I don't I don't think that's the discussion that in reality we should be having because it's no disrespect to Drew Locke. I, I, he has shown nothing since he's been in the league uh, and, and he's had opportunity after opportunity now. Uh, going back to his battle with Teddy Bridgewater in the offseason, last offseason to, to take over as a QB1. Um, look, if, if the Seahawks are stuck with him at QB1, 
look, he's 25. He has some upside. He's athletic. Uh, but he struggled uh, a ton in Denver, um, under 60% completion percentage in three seasons, which is really, really, really bad. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I think he can be a good backup in the league. But I, I do think that the Seahawks are in full rebuild mode. I think that they could go for one of these first-round quarterbacks. But if I'm them, I don't rush that. I, I, I don't – I wouldn't settle um, – to try to do a win now, I think it's going to take a couple of years for Seahawks for the Seahawks to reload, um, and I don't think Drew Locke's the answer there. All right, just on time restraint here, Connor, I'm going to skip over some of these that are less significant, um, and we'll go right to Matt Ryan with the Colts. Um, another big move, Matt Ryan, his time in Atlanta is done. He's going on to replace Carson Wentz up in Indianapolis. Um, so Connor, this is bizarre because the Colts have a really good team, but over the last three seasons, including this upcoming season, they're now going to have three new starting quarterbacks. All three have been veterans coming from teams that they spent most of their career, if not all their career with before Philip Rivers came from the chargers, uh, Carson Wentz from the Eagles. And then now we have Matt Ryan coming from the Falcons. Uh, one, is this a permanent solution in Indianapolis? He is 36. Keep that in mind. And two, are the Colts now a playoff team in the stacked AFC? I think, yes, they are a playoff team in the stacked AFC, but I, I don't think it's a long-term situation. I think the age 36 just kind of – I don't think anybody can be a long-term solution at age 36 unless your name is Tom Brady, um, and there's only one of those. I do think that what is going to be different here for Matt Ryan is, is quite simple. I think Phillip Rivers w- was was a good addition, but Phillip Rivers, I think, had some serious physical limitations. I think Matt Ryan has shown more than Phillip Rivers did at the end of his career, and I think he, he showed some signs last year that he can still sling the ball. Although he is so immobile, he can still throw. I think he's still got a good arm. I think Phillip Rivers had a little bit of a weaker arm. Um, I think Carson Wentz just didn't work for whatever reason. I think it might be the same reason he won't work in Washington. I, I don't know, but I don't. there's a lot of questions with Carson Wentz. Um, but Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers, completely different quarterbacks, completely different systems. I do yeah, think one it thing. Seems, yeah, go ahead, Sean. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the the missing link in Indianapolis, like I said, is really just that quarterback spot, which you don't right. see much in the NFL. I mean, they they have a their rushing attack. Jonathan Taylor is incredible. Yeah, and that's uh, that was going to be the X factor, right? That was my X factor. Mm-hmm. Was I think that that's what's going to play the difference? Is they're able to run the ball? I think Matt Ryan. That's going to take a lot of pressure off Matt Ryan. Atlanta have never been able to run the ball ever. They had one year a good Devontae Freeman, but they've gone. Uh, an aging Todd Gurley and Cordero Patterson became a rusher and, and this flex guy kind of a weird situation but no I, I agree I think that's going to be the x factor for them yeah and if you guys remember uh, at the end of the last year uh, the Colts really looked like they were going to be in the playoffs and just had that horrendous loss down in Jacksonville a game that they should have won by multiple touchdowns um, so that is definitely kind of biting at them. Uh, the other team that I want to talk to talk to you about, um, and there's kind of there's two quarterbacks here, and this is a very bizarre situation. We have Deshaun Watson coming to the Cleveland Browns, yeah, and we have Baker Mayfield still on the Cleveland Browns, despite basically telling Cleveland "bye, nice knowing you, see you later." Yeah, uh, how does this play out? <laughs> I mean, are they trying to make a competition it's between weird. Watson and Mayfield? I'm not quite sure, and I think it's gonna we're gonna see once once Jimmy Garoppolo gets dealt. I think he's gonna be the next quarterback to find himself a team, uh, and I think after. Jimmy Garoppolo gets his pick of the litter. I do. I, I think Baker Mayfield's going to find his way in there somewhere. Uh, the the kind of the 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 valuation of Baker Mayfield around the league is is remarkable. I mean, it is unbelievable to see how little people 
really do feel about him, which is, you know, and I have my doubts on Baker Mayfield, trust me, but I'm, I'm amazed at how little energy there is about any sort of kicking the can on Baker Mayfield. Um, and, and, you know, he, he hasn't hopped around. This is, this is the team that drafted him. Um, Look, for Deshaun Watson, I think this was the best free agent quarterback available, and you got him. Now, there's just so many question marks. Is this guy going to be suspended? For how long? Will he get fined? What, what's that situation going to play out? And, and really, you still have to, he's still under investigation by the NFL for personal conduct policy um, with 22 civil lawsuits against him. So a whole bunch of different things that, that you know are still um, in, in the mix there. I will say this, and I, I will kind of correct a little bit of what I said earlier was just looking through um, this article that they wrote where, where it kind of reminds you that the Browns did make a move for Amari Cooper. They still have those those two running backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield. And I think David Njoku, when he's healthy, is a great tight end. Um, they still have to add pieces. They still have to add pieces, and, and this team is still uh, devoid of talent. I still say the Broncos um, just have a more talented roster, and I think they're, they're just a better team. Um, but I, I, I think this was – I think – on an on-field move, this was a fantastic move for Cleveland. Um, you just you don't know how this civil thing is going to play out for itself. Um, I, I think for Baker, I think to answer that question, Sean, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the first chip to fall, and, and I think Baker, he's going to follow afterwards. Okay, awesome. All right, so we, uh, we obviously talked about Carson Wentz um, in full extent in a couple podcasts ago. Yep. Um, so we will skip that for now. We'll have plenty to say about the commanders um definitely during around the draft time and and after that um but let's go over to wide receivers because this is also really interesting yeah uh josh mcdaniel seems to be putting together a nice little team down there in the desert in vegas uh he got Devontae adams from green bay in a shocking move and this came right after aaron Rodgers had re-signed uh it kind of it seemed like uh, the relationship up there in green bay was getting kind of smoothed over connor uh, but then all of a sudden they say, oh, you want a nice target? Okay, you have Adam Lazard because Devontae Adams is gone. Yeah. And it, so wacky. here we are. Um, just your reaction to this. This is crazy. Vegas is is kind of looking a little scary. Yeah, they are. Now, Devontae Adams is 29 years old, right? But, I mean, you, you, you can't argue the fact that, you know, in the last few years he, he's been arguably the best receiver in football. Um, but – no, you're right, Sean. I mean, it's kind of a funny situation, but but you felt like this this kind of did make a little bit of sense for the Packers, where the reality is they don't have much cap room. They they have not played the cap well. They've not drafted well, um, and that's why I think they're a team that's got to draft well. And I think that this is probably your draft where you can start taking some receivers because this is a very stacked receiver uh, class. So I think that this is where you you can start adding some tools um, for Aaron Rodgers. Look, there's no doubt that whatever extension Aaron Rodgers signed came with an agreement and an understanding that he's got to call some of these shots. And Devontae Adams doesn't get shipped off to to the Raiders without um, without any sort of Aaron Rodgers signing that off or, or some sort of backup plan. So I'd have to imagine the Green Bay has something up their sleeves. Look for Vegas. This is a huge move. I mean, this is this is a star number one receiver. You're getting arguably the best receiver in football. It's just another piece for Derek Carr to use in, in an offense that that really have a lot of tools. I think. Look, the the Raiders are on all the right tracks. I really think they are. And again, I think a good a good draft here is going to help them out so much offensively and defensively. Um, but I think maybe adding in um, a, one or two good offensive line pieces and trying to patch it up is going to be great for them. But Devontae Adams. I mean, who on earth could argue? against getting that guy on your team. I don't care how old that guy is. I mean, he's he's just unbelievable. 
yeah, really good move for the Raiders. Uh, another really good move for an AFC team. We just talked about them, the Browns. They got Amari Cooper, the 27-year-old from the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and it's funny because I think Dallas Cowboys fans are have been really, really frustrated with Amari Cooper over the last few years. Um, and I'm not quite sure how much of that is Amari Cooper's fault and how much of the fact that they have they just have star receivers everywhere. I mean, Dallas have you know had had probably the best wide receiver trio in football arguably um you know cd lamb and uh, and obviously amari cooper uh, michael gallup in there as well and it's just there wasn't enough for them to go around you had zeke you had tony pollard you had uh, you know you had um uh their tight end down there my goodness why i'm a dalton schultz um i mean they had offensive tools everywhere and there was just so many plays that amari cooper could get involved so I think his his uh, production went down over the course of the last few seasons, and I think his contract that he signed was just such a big deal. But, but for Cleveland, this is huge. I mean, for them, you go get a star receiver. Um, you know, they tried to make that attempt at Odell Beckham, and and that just never really worked out. Um, Jarvis Landry, I'm not sure he, he's he's not really a one, and he's a different type of receiver. I mean, this guy is an outside um, outside the lines number one receiver, big physical guy. Um, he's 27, so he still has a couple good years left in him. I think um, at his at his peak, I think he's. Um, I think he is gonna he's he's gonna pair up nicely up there. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones has played himself into a really good role up there in Cleveland. David Njoku is another good tight end, um, as I said earlier. So um, and with a good running game, I think that'll take some of the pressure off Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's just a great quarterback. So um, if they're all on the field at the same time and the suspension, if it's coming, doesn't take Deshaun Watson away for a while, I I, I think this is a huge move, a big upgrade for Cleveland. All right, Tom Brady's got himself a new target down in uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, so Chris Godwin, he is recovering from knee surgery. Uh, looks like he'll be on track to start the season. Uh, but the the Bucks went ahead and got Russell Gage from the Falcons. Kind of, according to this article, take some of the stress away from Chris Godwin. Um, so they, got, they get Russell Gage. Do you think that's a good move? Kind of lower Godwin standards just for the you know first half of the season and, and replace him with someone else? Yeah, no doubt. Sure hand, really quick, great route runner. And I think this is more of a I – know, I know with Chris Godwin recovering, I, I do think that this is more of a we got to replace whatever Antonio Brown gave us because it was very clear that after Antonio Brown left, like the, the, the Buccaneers took a step back. Um, they have to have receiver depth. They really, really do. Um, Scotty Miller was their guy outside of, um, you know, when, when Chris Godwin went down, Antonio Brown ran off the team and outside of Mike Evans, it was, it was Scotty Miller. Now Scotty Miller is a good receiver, but you know, Russell Gage is, is that wide receiver too, that you can step in there. Um, when Chris Godwin is gone and he slides right into that, that wide receiver three, he gives, he gives a great speed and get, like I said, great hands, great athleticism. I, I love this move. I think it's a great move. All right, here's another really good move, really big move, and that's Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins huge. in exchange for, I believe, five picks. Which I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a little buy or sell at you, okay? Yeah. Dolphins get Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs get five draft picks, including, I believe, three this year. Uh, kind of spread throughout different rounds. Buy or sell? The Chiefs won this, dra- or, or or won this trade. I'm going to sell Sean because I think they both won. I think they both won. Okay. I, I think both okay. teams won this trade. Uh, I think Tyreek Hill's aging. I think Tyreek Hill is aging, and I think the reality is for the, for the Chiefs, I think unloading a huge amount of money uh, for a guy that they couldn't really afford, um, I, I, you know, with their cap situation tied up, they can't pay everybody. Um, and they've done a really good job of keeping the band together. Um, but but I, I really genuinely do think – um, that that both teams ended up winning this this trade. Um, I think for the Dolphins, you get an absolute star. Um, but you know, 
I think one of the one of the key things about this trade that really stood out to me was that this is this is the first piece in the Chiefs foundation to depart, right? I mean, the formula in the NFL is that when you win, your foundation typically begins to chase money, right? You win the Super Bowl, your assistant coaches, your coordinators, your backup guys that played a really key part start to go and get overpaid and, and take money elsewhere. But amazingly, the Chiefs have been able to really just keep the band together um, for the most part. Uh, but this is kind of the first pillar to fall, which which is something that I find pretty interesting. But I don't think this means the Chiefs are going to fall off a cliff or be bad in any way. Um, I think it's just interesting. Um, but to be honest with you, I think there's a way for them to, to play it where they fill the space nicely, like I said in the draft. Um, and uh, and they can fill out that space. And for the Dolphins, they just they just get a star receiver. I mean, you get Tyree Kill. Um, there's just there's no two ways around it. So um, I think the Chiefs could be in play for like an Odell Beckham. The Chiefs could be in play for another veteran receiver in there to step in and, and, and be productive with, with uh, Patrick Mahomes. But I'm going to sell on that, Sean, because I think both teams won. Miami gets okay, Tyreek Hill. Enough. He's a star. And the you'll, Chiefs. You'll half sell. You know? Yeah, I'll half sell. You'll half sell. How about that? I, I did say that the Chiefs won it. So I'll, I'll take a half, uh, yeah, sure. half buy, half sell there. Sure. Um, all right. Speaking of the Chiefs, they get TikTok Smith Schuster oh um, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he's only 25 years old. We haven't really seen him play in a while uh, due to some injury. Uh, do you like this move? Do you think uh, there are too many TikTok stars now in, in Kansas City? I refuse. Um, I refuse to say his name. I will not say the Mahomes brother. I just okay. I don't want to say yeah, that okay. guy's name. Um, yeah, well now 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 he's got Juju Smith Schuster to make TikToks with. Yeah. So he, I'm I'm really not liking the Chiefs. <laughs> look, man, here, here's here's the thing uh, with uh, with Juju Smith Schuster. He's tw- do me a favor while I'm talking here, Sean. I want you to look up that contract because I don't believe they're paying him much of anything at all. Um, I, I think it's a one year deal. I want you to look that up as I'm chatting here um, because I'm curious as to okay. that. I'm trying to remember it. Look, he's 25 years old, and he had a flash rookie year. He, he's he's a really um, athletic guy when he's healthy, and a you know great route runner. Um, he's a guy who can who can play outside the hash marks, inside the hash marks as well, uh, in a slot role. I, I, look, I think in an offense that has a lot of tools, and, and with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, um, let's do. It. I mean, look, when when Ben Roethlisberger last year, like Chase Claypool saw a decline in his production. That that just simply was because they. they I mean, Ben Roethlisberger couldn't deliver the ball, so I, I think it's I think it's a great move for the Chiefs because. If I'm not mistaken, it's low risk. Sean, what are the numbers there? All right, so it's a one-year deal, and it's very, very heavy on incentives. Yep. Uh, $10.75 million is the max value with incentives. So if he reaches all those whatever milestones right. he needs. The base, though, is only $3 million. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was like $3 million. I, Yeah, that's and that, that's that's what I was – that's what I was thinking. I mean, it's it's so cheap for them. Um, I mean, if this if this guy shows up and is terrible, it, it's really not going to cost them anything. So he has to play himself into this. And I think this is look at twenty five. This is what we call a bridge contract, right? This is your opportunity to go out there, produce, have a good year, and work your way into a to a long term deal with somebody. If it's with the Chiefs or with somebody else, um, but for the Chiefs, there's there's no downside, and I think there's there's some upside there. So I like that move. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, last one of the wide receivers, just real quick. Robert Woods, age 29. He's going to be going from the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, heading across the country to the Music City Tennessee Titans. Uh, what, do, what do we think about this deal? Yeah, Robert Woods has been like consistently, Sean. He's like a Terry McLaurin where he's just constantly producing and no one really talks about him. I, I love this. I, I love this. And I know um, – I know AJ Brown uh, has had some injury issues. I know Robert Woods is coming off of his his big injury, um, but I I I think if AJ Brown stays put, which I'm 
I think he will at this point. I'm not sure. There's been a lot of chatter recently. Um, but I, I, I think he's going to be fantastic in Tennessee. I think it's a great addition for them. Um, great receiver, great speed, fantastic downfield threat. Um, I think he'll open up that offense really, really well. Um, you know, if Ryan Tannehill can, can continue to kind of improve, I don't know how much improving he has left in his game, but it, it, you can't, it can't hurt adding Robert Woods. I, I think he's a fantastic receiver. I think he's a great addition. All right, we're going to move on to some edge rushers um, in another article that NFL.com has. Um, so these are some of the transactions that we've had uh, with defensive players. Uh, we're going to start in Denver. Another big addition for them coming over from the Dallas Cowboys is going to be Randy Gregory. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, kind of a funny. This is where he agreed with Dallas and then backed out of it, which which happened three or four different times in the NFL this year, which was just super strange. Darius Smith did this with the Ravens. Uh, J.D. McKissick did this with the Bills and came back to Washington. Randy Gregory did this with Dallas and left for Denver. It's it's huge. I think it's 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 a big um, it's a big addition for Denver if he's healthy, right? If he's healthy, that's the big thing with Randy Gregory. Um, he's had more than enough suspensions in his time, um, and and he has dealt with a lot of injury issues. Um, but you know he he's a guy that if he can get around a tackle, he's going to turn the ball over. That's that's the one thing, and I've watched Randy Gregory since he came in the league. Um, he's a guy that is is very twitchy, very quick, um, great on pressure. But he's a guy who can strip sack. Um, he's he's a guy who who can cause a lot of pressure and, and, and turn the ball over. Um, and I think him opposite, I think Bradley Chubb is coming off an injury too. I'd have to Google that. Um, yeah, him opposite Bradley Chubb. That's that's fantastic. I mean, for Denver, like I said, they're, they're just doing nothing but getting better this offseason. All right, let's go ahead and stay in the AFC West. Chandler Jones, uh, he's getting he's getting up there in age, but he had a huge year last year, especially a huge week one. I believe five sacks Unbelievable. Um, that week one game against Tennessee. He's now going from the Cardinals to the Las Vegas Raiders, kind of turning into a bit of a journeyman um, in the NFL, but he's making it work. Uh, so he is going to be back with Josh McDaniels this time out west yeah and this is what we said a little bit about jj watt last year right he's younger than i, I think he might be the same age or a little bit younger than jj watt i'm not quite sure um, he's probably around the same age at 32 um i'd have to look that up but uh, we said JJ this about, watt is 33 okay 33 so right yeah around the same age just a little younger than than, than jj watt uh, but we said this about jj watt when he went to the cardinals was hey this is a guy who i think can really really produce when he doesn't have to do it by himself um yannick and gakwe max crosby and chandler jones i mean that defensive line just became so so scary so great addition for the raiders again i mean i, I this is a huge addition for them and um i mean this this is this is the brand of football that they want to build they want to build a physical um front seven and I think they're doing that and they, they've been able to do that they did it last year and I think they're only getting better all right a few more here Khalil Mack going from the Chicago Bears to the Los Angeles Chargers what yeah. do you think again same kind of thing like this guy is another he's another guy that he's 31 right he's a little bit older he's on the back nine of his career but he still can produce I mean he is still a game wrecker he's still a guy that when he is when he's rolling I mean it, he is impossible to stop um the question for him is the same question with Joey Bosa. Just about same with Randy Gregory. Stay healthy. If you can stay healthy, that's a one-two punch um, that the Chargers have. The Chargers have always had uh, seemed to have a good uh, defense. And Melvin Ingram, who obviously moved on, went to the Chiefs, and I think he's I think he's visiting the Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken, today. I think that was the latest from him. But they, they've always had athletic, good linebackers and good defensive ends. Um, and I, I think this is another one in the line. Um, that is uh, that's gonna gonna produce for them if they can stay healthy. I, I love this move for the Chargers, and uh, yeah, I think that that pairing is gonna be really really fun for Brandon Staley to watch. 
All right, here's a really good one, a really interesting one. A lot of money involved here. Two-time Super Bowl champion Von Miller heading over to Buffalo from the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. He gets, Connor, a, let's see, six-year, $120 million deal. That'll be about $17.5 million every year for the first four seasons of the contract, including $51 million guaranteed throughout mm. that time. Uh, that for a 33 year old, that's a lot of money and a lot of time. It's a huge amount of money, but you know, it, it is, it is an investment in the locker room as well, right? This is the other thing with him is he's a veteran. This guy has been around. He's a two time Super Bowl champion. I mean, he is, he has seen a thing or two. They, you know, the state farm, we are uh, farmers insurance. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. I think that's what Von Miller <laughs> really is, right? I mean, he's seen a thing or two. He's been around. Um, he's a veteran presence in the locker room. He's an incredible presence in the community. And I think in this, this article lays it out well, but those two incredibly athletic young defenders, Ed Oliver and Gregory Russo, I think those guys are going to get, A, a mentor. They're going to get guy, a guy who can lead, a guy who can show, a guy who can improve um, their technique and, and their game in the locker room. Um, but most importantly, and, and they say this in the article, he, they're, they're, he's, he's going to open up one-on-one opportunities for both of those guys. Um, and I think he's going to just – he's just going to improve that defensive, uh, that defensive front seven – in more ways than one. And I think that that's where that investment came from, Sean. I think it's a lot of money to give a 33-year-old, and especially a guy who has had, you know, a serious injury in his career. Um, but, I mean, this is, a, this is an off-field and on-field investment. And, uh, again, I, I love this for the Bills. I think it's, I think it's a tremendous move. Um, and uh, it is a lot of money, but it's, they're, they're getting a guy who, uh, who's, uh, like I said, knows a thing or two. He's seen a thing or two. <laughs> All right, we're just going to stay in Buffalo real quick, but we're going to talk about Stefan Diggs. He just reached a new agreement with Buffalo uh, to on a four-year, $96 million extension. You like that move? I love that move. And, again, it's it's funny because Stefan Diggs, man, he's a guy that, that took a huge bet on himself. You know, he, he it was – there's a lot of reports, and quite frankly, wasn't the greatest teammate towards the end of his time. And he he's admitted that as much in interviews, saying, you know, I wasn't a great teammate. I wasn't a great support in uh, for Kirk and Adam Thielen when I was with the Vikings. Um, he raised a little bit of hell up there. Um, and, and he he really kind of forced his way out of Minnesota. And a lot of people felt like, dude, you're young. You're, you, this is not a great path. We've seen receivers make these kind of moves and, and it not turn out for them. But he's a guy who took a huge bet on himself and did nothing but pay off. And he seems to be growing really well in that system. He seems to be growing really well as as a teammate and, and the way that he kind of looks back and reflects on it. Um, he's growing as, as a professional as well, which which is fun to watch. But most importantly, I mean, he is – he's unbelievable. I mean, he – coming out of Maryland, he's a local guy. I remember watching him in Maryland. Like, he is one of the best route runners you will ever watch in football. Um, it's him. It's – I put uh, DeAndre Hopkins on that list. Um, just guys who just – I think Keenan Allen is, is – I think it's between – for me, it's between Keenan Allen and, and Stephon Diggs, who's the best route runner in football. I mean, these guys just run crisp routes to the point where they're, they're just athleticism, their speed, their hands, their, their awareness, their body positioning. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, what a move. What a move for, for, yeah. uh, for him and, and to, to get to Buffalo, find a winning team, winning culture, and uh, I, he's doing nothing but, uh, but benefiting right off of that. Yeah, and as a Patriots fan, I can say I, uh, I, I'm i a little afraid of Buffalo. This. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, last one. Uh, we're going to go back to those rushers. Uh, the 
Packers have traded away to the Vikings, Zadarius Smith, age 29. Um, what do you think about this? I think Zadarius Smith was a free agent. I think the Packers just didn't end up picking up uh, picking him up, but I, I think he was a free agent who just decided to sign yep, with the Vikings. Yep. If I, am You're I right, right there? That's my bad. Yeah, yep. no, just want to make sure because I was like, I, I can't. I I was like, wait, the Packers traded him. There's no way they would have given him to his rival. Um, but no, I, I this is this is another uh, great move. I mean, the look the the Minnesota Vikings defensive line, especially the interior, has been a, a total embarrassment. And, and Daniil Hunter was was hurt. Uh, last year, I mean, the last few years, their interior defensive line outside of Daniel Hunter has been just so unbelievably bad. They've never been able to really get great interior pressure. Uh, but I think that that with with Daniel Hunter coming back, um, I think with a good draft and maybe one or two other free agency, maybe, maybe some other late offseason additions are going to help out. Um, I love Zadarius Smith here. I think this is this is a really really great move for them. I know he's coming off of uh, of, of I, I believe he sat out most of 2021 with an injury. Um, but, uh, and, and I know that Daniel Hunter is coming off of, uh, of missing 10 games with a big injury as well. Um, but I love the signing. I think it's a great signing. I, again, this is another pairing that you, you look at the chargers with Bosa and, uh, and, and, and with, um, goodness gracious, Sean, I think I'm having a stroke here. Uh, Khalil Mack, <laughs> um, you know, just, just go around the, the Chandler Jones and Max Crosby's Darius Smith and Daniel Hunter. I, I think these guys are, are, are great, are great pairing. And, um, I think this is a good move for Minnesota because they've, they've had to bolster their defense because the reality is their offense is scoring. They've never had trouble scoring on offense other than once or twice. It's their defense just can't stop anything. So this is this is a great move for them. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, there is one that was not on the article under the wide receiver section that I just remembered. Um, my Patriots were able to get Devontae Parker from the Dolphins. Uh, I Kind of like the move, um, a little bit older than I thought he was when I saw that the news broke. I didn't realize he was 29, um, but I, I, I do think it's an addition in what's been a pretty dismal offseason for New England, uh, so we'll see what happens up there. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, he's not a number one, right? I, 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 don't, I, I don't think Devontae Parker is a number one, but, but I, I think he's really good. I, I, I still think that the, the Patriots should be focusing their energy on receiver here in the, in the first round. Or at least the first two uh, yeah, rounds, I agree. right? I think they need to focus their energy in on that um, because, really, I don't – I mean, Nikhil Harry was a guy that they took that they felt like, hey, this guy um, out of USC is going to be a great addition. He just never panned out at all, and I, I'm very confused as to why because I, I really like Nikhil Harry. Um, he just hasn't panned out whatsoever, and um, in a lot of ways, I'm I'm really just I, – I, I go all the way back through the Tom Brady years. They just – it was because of Tom Brady that they they kind of made it work, and Julian Edelman was fantastic. But they've never really had great receivers. I mean, you go back to Randy Moss, who's unbelievable, but they really haven't had fantastic receivers in New England. And I think that needs to be their focus, right, John? Am I right? Am I wrong? Yeah, you're right. Uh, we, we've always kind of gone for those middle draft pick type receivers, like the Danny Amendola, mm -hmm. uh, Chris Hogan. We picked up when he was kind of a no name. We picked up Wes Welker uh, towards in, the end of his Buffalo, career. Buffalo, Wes Welker. Uh, now, now, Wes Welker was uh, was definitely a little bit above middle middle of the pack. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just Brady made receivers out of them. Mac Jones isn't there yet. I don't know if he'll ever, you know be able to make a fourth round pick into what seems like should have been a first round pick. Right. 
Uh, but you know what? Th- this is somebody we talked all last year that the Patriots were just were very good. We can put together a drive. We can take seven minutes off the clock. We can drive down the field. Mac Jones is fantastic at that. Our offense can do that with ease. Uh, we can't when there's two minutes left on the clock and we're down by eight. We can't get down the field. And it's because we didn't have a deep ball threat. And I, I think this helps. Um, Devontae Parker, I, I was reading an article, uh, can really help you know stretch the field in, in, in on those vertical routes. So I, I like it. Um, yeah. But again, I think the, the focus in the draft needs to be uh, kind of regaining where your defense was uh, prior to that game in Indianapolis. Um, you traded away some key pieces, uh, other key pieces left. Um, you were able to sign some key pieces as well, so I, I will give them credit there. Uh, but, yeah, the focus really needs to be on on getting our defense back to the A-plus level it was playing at because we had a really, really, really good stretch with our defense. Um, and then also the receivers, like you said, we need to focus on those. Right. And then, like I said, I mean, the big thing with Devontae uh, Parker is just staying healthy because that guy you know, has had some injury issues in, in recent years years and I think if he's yeah. if, if they enter the season and he's their number one like you can't count on that guy to play 17 games just you can't you can't count on it now now here's here's what I'm going to do for my question because we're we're going to ask a question that we want answered in your interview so I'm going to ask my question if that's all right with you please do all right so this is for the Friday bonus episode we're going to ask a draft question we'll see if uh, your good friend Walter or uh, um, Ian Cummings from Pro Football Network, correct? Yep, Pro Football you got Network. It. Yep. Yes. There we go. I got it down. I'm there trying, you go. trying to learn new things every I'll day. I'll let Ian know that you don't uh, know him at all, and he'll, he'll be insulted. <laughs> um, all right. My my question, I'm going to go back to the Chiefs. If I'm not mistaken, they have three picks in this draft from that trade with Miami for Tyreek Hill. Sure. Who do they get? I, I'm wondering, because Travis Kelsey is getting up there in age. People don't realize him and Rob Gronkowski are the exact same age, and people are wondering about if Gronkowski is going to come back this year. Travis Kelsey doesn't have all this time left. Do they want to get a tight end in the draft to shadow Travis Kelsey over the next couple of years so that you know Mahomes can kind of transition into a Travis Kelsey-like tight end rather than waiting for Kelsey to retire or be traded or whatever happens in the next you know three four years. I'm I'm curious about that. I, I haven't seen anybody talk about that, but I'm wondering if it's uh, time to maybe start looking at at somebody who can uh, learn from the best and eventually replace Kelsey? It's a really good question. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would say no to that, but you, you never know. I mean, you never know. And they're, they're, you know, they would know that situation better um, for sure. I mean, they, they would. Um, my big question, Shawnee, about this draft situation that I am I'm fascinated about um, is, is – and it's, it's uh, sneak preview coming up on Friday. You guys are you're going to hear it. Um, but what team is going to go for quarterback first? Who's going to be the first to take a swing at that quarterback? Because we talk about so much, hey, is this quarterback position, is this, you know, this is a weak class, these guys aren't NFL pro ready. But you know that these get, you know, you know that Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, you know these guys are, are going to go in the first round. So who's going to swing on them first? That's my big question. I'm not quite sure. I had a hot take on the episode. Um, you guys can hear Uh-oh. it. I, I had a little bit of a hot take. Um, but I, I'm i I'm very, very fascinated to see who uh, who – who who goes uh, who who takes that first swing at the quarterback position? So many so many questions. That's usually what draws our eyes are those quarterbacks. So really fascinating. So you guys are going to get all of that on our Friday episode. But we had to get back at it, Shawnee. We had to get right back on the mic, um, and we have um, a lot of cool things to look forward to. So 
Is there anything else we need to get into on this episode, Sean, or are we good to go? I believe we are good to go. Okay, my friend. Awesome. So uh, a couple things I do want to remind everybody. Remember, like and subscribe. Get that five-star review. Make sure you tell a friend. Go ahead and share it out. That's the best way that you guys can help us out. Um, the other way for you guys to help us out is follow us on social media, on Instagram, at After Further Review Pod. Like us on Facebook, After Further Review. Connor Forrest underscores where you can find me on Twitter. But I do have an exciting announcement, Shawnee, that we talked about pre-episode. We are launching our show YouTube page this week. And next week, we will have our YouTube set up to where we are going to get some visual content out there. Um, and we are going to get a mailbag segment, again, right back out there. We can get you guys back involved. But um, we're going to get the YouTube page up and going so you guys can subscribe. Follow us along on YouTube. And uh, we're going to have our guests on where we're going to have um again our mailbag segments where we're going to have our moving the chains coming back um we've got our studio set up and, and we're going to get our visual and our uh, our audio and, and, and visual set up to where you guys can see us and see our ugly faces so um really really excited about that but youtube is where you're going to find us this week so we'll get that out and uh, we'll have our first episode out on youtube hopefully next week that's the fingers crossed that's the uh, that's the plan um, but I'm really excited about that. Shawnee, is there anything else I'm missing? That's it, man. That is it. Great to hear your voice. I'm glad looking you're feeling better. And Thank uh, you. Really, really looking forward to it. So for after further review, we are in the books. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Friday is your bonus episode. You guys are so welcome, by the way. I'm so happy to provide. That is what we do here at After Further Review. But uh, for Shawnee Olette, for Connor Force, we will talk to you guys then. And as always, I will catch you guys on the other side. Mm-hmm.